Hey besties, I'm your bridesmaid Kristen. And I'm your bridesmaid Ashley. And I'm Chris Zervis, your runaway bride. And this is the Wedding Tea Podcast. Hey everyone. Hi. Welcome Kristen. <laughs> We have the two other, Kristens on the today. The other Kristen, and we both spell it right, right, the, the correct right way. way, the yes. only way. Two eyes, the Kristen way. Yep. <laughs> yep. How did we meet? Oh my gosh. Okay, was it OfferUp or was yep. it Facebook Marketplace? It okay, because I was trying to sell it on both things. <laughs> so I was selling my um, old dining room table on OfferUp, mm-hmm. and had I mean you you've probably sold things before you know how oh, yeah. much interest you get for something like that, especially yeah. like a good deal on something. And I had so many people that had said they were going to come by things kept falling through and it's just like it's the point where it's annoying yeah. you know like i'm never gonna fucking sell this table <laughs> oh and can we curse oh yeah, yeah. we okay. sure can okay <laughs> please do oh, like, i have a potty mouth <laughs> um but yeah so you you were like the first person that messaged me about like, the table give me that table that were like was very much like i'll be there today i'm like yes someone that like knows what they want and they're gonna you know kristen's get shit done <laughs> we get shit done. <laughs> so yeah you came by to pick up the dining table and i was in the backyard on the phone with one of my friends kind of stuck on a call. So I couldn't even like meet you in person, but my fiance was there to greet you. And I think your mom Uh came with you. Yeah. She had to help me. Okay. Even though she's small and can't do much. Okay. She tried. Well, it clearly worked. (laughs) You guys got it at your house. Um, And then it was so funny because after you guys left, um, I came back in and, and Alex, my fiance was like, yeah. So, so that girl, Kristen, she's, she's got a podcast. I'm like, oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did you tell her that? I, of course I did, babe. I'm like, okay. Of course. Cause I had just told him like a week before that I was trying to figure out a way to meet more people in the Portland area that mm-hmm. did podcast work because I have so many like musician friends and stuff, which is great, but yeah. just be fun to have someone else in the network that's doing it too, to either like cross promote or yeah, exactly. do collaboration sessions once in a while. So I was like, um, like this, <laughs> like we're doing now. Perfect. So I think we, I think I messaged you like right after and was like, I'm so sorry to get to meet you. You know, I heard you have a podcast and then I immediately started listening to some of your guys' episodes and was like, Vice versa, I cool. listened to yours too. I was like, you have a podcast too. Yeah. And we're I like novel like, texting each other. Like, oh yeah, we could talk about things, girl. <laughs> I got shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So So what's your podcast? It is called Third Times Me. And it's all about healing and escaping toxic relationships Mm -hmm. and all of the learnings that come from that and prioritizing your happiness and um, setting boundaries. So that's kind of the the sole purpose or the mission of it, I should say. But we also kind of go off on tangents and we'll talk about fun things too. I feel like whenever I give that pitch of what the show is about, it always sounds like really heavy and deep, which it is. (laughs) But we also talk about like fun things like, you know, exploring your sexuality and just kind of like all the things that come from life of growth and um, Mm -hmm. kind of coming out of things that were really hard and finding yourself. Yeah. Being yourself again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've all been there after a breakup and you go through that like period where you are able to focus just on yourself and like you get out and like do things that are new and you know, you practice better self-care routines and stuff yes. like that that yeah. whole breakup like process literally like yeah. recreating yourself and like putting yourself first absolutely and I have to say it's been I've had um recently I don't know if you guys have had this experience too like being business owners and creatives and stuff like I have these like 
just winds of like ideas that come to me out of the blue. And so mm-hmm. I try, I tr- I'm trying to be better about like really running with them instead of just letting them sit and kind of go, Oh, well, I'll brainstorm I'll that, that later. later. Cause mm-hmm. then you just lose that momentum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been having this feeling lately. It's been on my heart to really sit down and explore the potential of maybe um, doing some kind of retreat Ooh. in the future. And I feel like that could be maybe hopefully as I build more people in a community with the show, mm-hmm. I feel like that could be something that could be like, imagine if there was a retreat that as a, I don't want to say it's just for women, but I have a soft spot for empowering women Same. specifically. So, you know, <laughs> girl power. Yeah. So what if there was a retreat that you could go to, can you, you know, they have like yoga retreats and couples retreats and mm-hmm. whatever self growth retreats, but one that was specifically focused on newly single ladies that had just got out of really tough, heartbreaking, toxic, hard relationships that were yeah. damaging emotionally, maybe other ways. Um, and you could go on a retreat where there was a bunch of other like-minded women that had maybe been through something similar and maybe at different stages of that process of healing from it. Uh-huh. And you went somewhere beautiful and warm and you had all these fun activities and things that helped to bring you together to bond and heal and do some of that inner work to kind of reset yourself mm-hmm. and I empower you. That. Would that be a hit? I would, I would have done it after all of my, yeah. my breakups. Multiple <laughs> retreats. Yeah. What about a multi-pack there was, retreat? There was a lot of them. <laughs> I would have probably had to call you every like six months. Like can I, I, did, I need another one. Yeah. Can I, I get a punch card? Yeah. Can you <laughs> come at me, girl? It's time again. Buy three, get one, one free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I think you're on to something. Okay. Cool. Because I'm I'm looking right now for myself to go on a retreat. Not not that type of retreat. Um, but one that's more just about um, women that are um, not. Well, kind of funny saying it like that women that don't want children um, but it's it's more of just about like women that are on a maybe more non-traditional path of waiting later mm-hmm. in life to have kids and that are kind of exploring their life and not going the typical like get married have kids when you're 22 route. Mm-hmm. yeah and I came across this gal that runs retreats and it just seems to bring really cool women together and I thought that'd be fun and inspiring and then it got me thinking I'm like oh I feel like this could be my own version of that yeah totally so, yeah huh. so how did you get on your path of like the runaway bride, the podcast. Yeah, why How? are you uh, yeah. the runaway bride? <laughs> Who are you, girl? I just want to be like Julia Roberts. <laughs> Don't we all? In that movie? <laughs> I mean, I got the shoes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> run away. Um, so, yeah, so I feel like I should maybe wind back and tell a little bit about, so the, so the name of the podcast, Third Times Me, mm-hmm. is a playoff of the saying, you know, third time's a charm. And so after I had, I had been previously engaged twice before, now my third time. So that's fine. It is the charm. <laughs> Joe had three. Joe had two marriages. I'm Joe's third wife, yes. Oh, and she's the charm. There you go. Well, clearly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really a charm, but you know. I think you are. <laughs> yes. He tolerates me. But you do too. <laughs> but people would say, you know, when I would meet new people, because I went through about two years of pretty strict single singledom, um, time to just kind of really explore myself and was mm-hmm. not, I was dating casually here and there for fun, but like nothing serious. Um, and people would find out that I had been engaged twice before and they were, their response oftentimes would be, oh, don't worry, honey, the third man's going to be the lucky one. Like, don't worry. Third time's a charm for and sure. And it kind of it annoyed me though that it just, that, that, that response annoyed me because it just felt like, is my happiness rooted in finding the next partner? The next it was fiance? very presumptive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of what um, I don't know, I guess that's what encouraged me or kind of came to me one day when I was in the shower, like third time's going to be me dating myself actually, and not another person. I mean, eventually, but yeah, I didn't want that to be like a necessity. So that's kind of where it came from. But, um, yeah, I've been engaged twice before, went through the whole wedding planning process twice 
um, got the whole pretty thing? damn far along. Yeah, well, didn't get Ugh. married, obviously. I was going to say, but, like, we're going to talk. Planning. Yeah, I have, we'll get into I literally that, have wedding I, planning is hard. Mm-hmm. You did it twice. And I have, um, <sighs> I have a wedding dress I'm currently trying to sell for my second engagement I called off that I just oh, yeah, haven't been able to sell that. yet. You don't want to use no, that. That's bad you do. I've had a couple friends that are like, it's so pretty on you. And I'm like, I just feel like there's juju there, though. Yeah. yeah. And I just would feel That's like keeping the ring or like reusing the ring. Like, nah. Yeah. Right? You, I bought it with that person in mind, so it just feels like mm-hmm. a little disrespectful to be wearing it to myself and to my partner, my yeah. new partner, to be like, yeah, this is the one I got for some other, some other guy, yeah. you know? When um, I was first dating Joe, we had a conversation about, like, I was engaged before, mm-hmm. and I still had my dress from that, and he's like, if we get married, you're going to get a different dress, right? And I'm like, yeah, and I wasn't sure about doing <laughs> that at the time. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think that, to that, like, just respect, and, like, you choose a dress and even like your wedding plan in general, like mm-hmm. kind of around who you are as a couple. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Definitely understand like not wanting to reuse stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I sold the first one back to the shop I bought it from. Um, that worked out easy, easy, speezy. But the second one, the dress arrived in the mail because it was uh, Grace Loves Lace. Do you know the designer? Oh, yeah. I was actually just from looking a- at veils from oh. them. They're expensive. <laughs> The veils, yes. Yeah. I didn't get a veil from them because they were, I thought, a little overpriced. But um, I got a smoking deal on one of their dresses. And it's funny because I've now looked it up since to, like, price, um, be able to kind of um, check on the price point to resell it. Mm-hmm. And it's gone up in price. My exact. So I'm trying to, like, see if I can actually get all my money back because that would still be a deal for someone Absolutely. to buy it now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I went all the way. I'm trying to think of how far... I mean, I had dress venue. Um, I had a deposit down on a wedding planner. We were working with a wedding planner for the first one. Uh-huh. Um and we hadn't like gone as far as picking out flowers because I did call the first one off about, uh, ooh, let's see, we got engaged in the month of May and then I called it off the following February and our wedding date was for, I think like November. So I mm-hmm. guess it was, I don't know, eight months into mm-hmm. it. So we yeah. still had a little ways out where not everything was paid for, but there was but, like, a lot There of, was money lost. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. And then the second one, uh, even more things were put down. Like we had catering, we had, um, I had furniture rental deposits, <laughs> venue, and it was going to be here in Oregon. Oh man. Yeah. Um, so that one was, that one was even more of a loss financially. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Well, that's hard. Cause you don't want to like make a decision on marrying someone, whether on whether like you're going to lose money yeah, on what right? you put down for deposits. Should be like love and like long-term. Yeah, don't go forward work? with it. If it, even if you it put doesn't money feel down. right. Yeah. yeah. No matter yeah. how much money you put down. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, divorce is fucking expensive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You, then you're paying your final payments and then you're getting divorced and mm-hmm. yeah, oh. not good. Yeah. I will <laughs> say with the first one, I, with the first one, when he proposed, and I don't know if you've listened to any of my episodes about I have. the exes. Okay, I have. Okay. I listened to all those. Oh, okay. <laughs> so with the first one. Was it like A, B, and C is how you were? Or number one, number oh, two. Oh, yes, yep. that's right. <laughs> I know. I try, originally, I was going to try to come up with a pseudo name, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to be your old. You're going to remember slip. it. So it just was like number one, number two. So ex-fiance number one, when he proposed, I did share like on the show that I, when he proposed, I knew in my gut that it either wasn't right or wasn't the right timing, but it was kind of one of those things where like I loved him and I did want to be with him still. And I wasn't like ready to break up, but I just felt like I knew in my gut, like I'm not ready to make this kind of commitment to you. But he proposed when we were abroad on a trip in Europe at the tulip fields outside of Amsterdam and Holland in the middle of the tulip garden. And I'm like, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Better just to say yes in that situation uh, and then like in the beginning of the trip too. No, there would, that would have been the end of the relationship probably and if you hello. said no. And ruin your trip. What an yeah. awkward two more weeks traveling around Europe yeah. together. Yeah. Oh. A note to people that are proposing out there is like, wait till the last day. I know. Because at least it's just an <laughs> just awkward flavor at home. Yeah. You know? yeah. If you need to, you can always bump yourself up to first class. You don't have to see him. Yeah. <laughs> Most people are banking on a yes, and then you can celebrate while you're on your trip. But, but you never which, know. Yeah. How did you feel the rest of the trip after that? It was not good. It no. Was not, I mean, it wasn't, I, want, I don't want to paint the picture like everything was miserable, but we like very quickly thereafter, um, like literally the next day, got in a massive fight about public transportation, like trying to navigate through the city, which Understandable. I, I tra- it is stressful. <laughs> it is, yeah. But like I travel, I, I, I mean, I think so. I travel really well and I've traveled enough that like it doesn't stress me out to travel. And we just, that just kind of spoke to like how much we were butting heads on like a more compatibility issue level. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got in this huge bicker and I just remember feeling, I literally remember yelling at him and just being like, we just got engaged yesterday. We should be like so happy and not be <laughs> arguing about something so silly. Yeah. And the whole trip just felt like he was on his phone all the time when we were out to dinner. Even that night we went to get champagne to celebrate and he was like on his phone constantly checking Instagram and things. And I'm just like, I just, Ew. he didn't feel present and didn't feel how I would want a post-engagement vibe to feel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I can understand that. Like, so, ick. It and felt icky got, in the beginning. Oh yeah, I felt ick for a long time. And then we got back because I was living in Phoenix at the time. That's where we lived. I got back to Phoenix and of course we were jet lagged. We just got back from Europe all the way to Arizona and literally the next morning, and I'm thinking, we just got back, we're engaged, like we should meet up with our friends and maybe your parents celebrate. and celebrate. Yeah. No, what is this? What does this mother effer do? Say it. <laughs> I just tried. What does like, this motherfucker do? I used to meet other people's show. I'm like, <laughs> what did he do? He literally, uh, we get up and we slept in because we were pretty jet lagged. And I remember him getting up and going, oh, I'm gonna meet up with uh, so-and-so, my buddy Chris, I think it was. Um, and he left the entire day and got shit faced and like day drank all day with him and his buddy and just he like didn't left. even invite you. No. Because I would have liked an invite. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I understand we just spent two weeks together every minute. So maybe so? Space, but I'm like, can we just like at least maybe celebrate together with your yeah. friend? Why would you not want to include me? It kind of felt like and looking back on it later, I kind of realized I feel like he there must have been a part of him that wasn't ready for it either. Because mm. I kind of felt like he was Pushing like you away. Escaping a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then why would you fucking do it in the first place? Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe I, he I felt definitely <laughs> wasn't pressuring him. There was no, yeah. like, I didn't, I wasn't ready for it to begin with. Yeah. I didn't How know long were coming. you guys together Bef- when he engaged? Um, when he engaged. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> when you guys engaged. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> engaged in engagement. Um, let's see. Um, it was maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not soon too, long, too. Maybe a little over a year. Yeah, so it's not, not like that long. situation where it's like you've been together so long that's either kind of like you have to move forward or like... An ultimatum type yeah, of thing. Yeah, but you know what? Jake and I were just over a year, so I don't feel like it was... I mean... Yeah, but there's but no also pressure at where that you're at point. Life. Yeah, yeah it, it does depend. Yeah, yeah. my dad um, recently remar- like remarried a couple of years ago, but he was with his now wife for 15 years before they decided to get married so uh, you just yeah i mean i didn't know it was that yeah, long yeah take your time <laughs> hey no judgment and that's not a reflection of your commitment to someone no. i really don't believe it's, that it's a total cliche but like when you know you know yeah mm-hmm. like a yeah. month a can, fucking year can i say yeah. too like when you know it's not right you also know it's not right yeah. like that icky mm-hmm. feeling you're talking about that's i know not, exactly yeah. what you're talking about and i had it with exes mm-hmm. too and like i feel like i have permanent like 
stomach damage <laughs> because of the icky feeling. Yeah, in it yeah. gave me IBS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amen. When, when he when he got down on one knee in this beautiful because I'm a I love flowers, mm-hmm. so it was like such a Disneyland for me to be walking around like in the spring in Holland around all these tulips everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he had been acting weird. And I kind of, I think that's when it hit me that he, something was up. Because like, as soon as we got it. into the garden, he kind of kept, like, walking behind me. And I, I don't know. There was just, he kept trying to, like, get me to go in a certain place that he wanted. And I was like, I feel like he's positioning me for where mm. he wants to propose. And that's when it hit me. And I started to literally, like, have almost a minor panic attack. Oh, yeah. And started to feel, like, hyperventilating and my heart rate and stuff and not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. yeah. Listen to your bad. gut. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know until after I had like my first, like really bad dating experience, like what that feeling was. I was like, mm-hmm. my stomach feels weird all the time. And like, uh, just had this feeling and it wasn't until later after everything went down and we broke up that I was like and that feeling went away you're like oh shit man yeah <laughs> like I knew the whole time my tummy was telling me yeah yeah <laughs> listen to her she's you're like, smart I did, yeah it's not like you had like bad Thai food every night and you're yeah, yeah. Have a stomach ache. Like, yeah. What's going it's just on a here? bad man <laughs> yeah Damn. very very bad man yeah yeah <laughs> but then with the second one I mean it that one I remember I didn't feel the ick like that I felt with the first one. Um, it definitely felt rushed, but mm. I, I definitely thought he was the one. Oh, so really? So that one was, I think, because also we were more farther along in the process and then how it ended and everything that went ha- went down with that relationship. Um, but that one. Oh, I remember how that one ended. Yeah, yeah. number two. Yeah, it yeah. clicked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There was infidelity in that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not on and, your part. And also, I mean, he's... A, like legitimate narcissist and mm. so there oh, you was fucking love, love those <laughs> we know those god guys. damn it mm-hmm. i attracted them like a magnet really <laughs> yeah yeah oh, it must man. be something with me like right i don't know no. it's like how can you like both of us like we dated yeah. like train wreck after train wreck and then just like different to, forms of train wreck yeah and then at some point like found like these great amazing guys so it can necessarily be us because I, I, I mean honestly, I feel like it's your frame of mind really like I've read a lot of uh psychology books on this because I kind of went like deep hard into researching this to mm-hmm. help through my own healing process to understand why a little bit more about happening. it and also to make sure I never fell for someone like that again because there's a lot of there's a lot of people out yeah, there, there are. that are psychopath and narcissist and all the things um mm-hmm. but um they usually prey on very empathetic, emotionally mature, giving people. And so, That's you know, us. just, just, just pat yourself. <laughs> well, like, thanks, you- but like, man, <laughs> could yeah. you not? <laughs> but, it's e- but it's easy to think like, oh, why was I such an easy target or prey? Cause that's mm-hmm. kind of what I went through too of like, why did I fall for this? I thought I was a stronger person or I should have sniffed this out sooner. Mm-hmm. But even like my parents who didn't like any of my other exes at all loved this guy because oh, he was man. the most charming and that's, that's usually he was good. That's why, mm-hmm. He was good. That's why, like, not that charm is bad, obviously. Yeah, I, watch my, out for those charming guys. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that the ones that charming. are, like, so over-the-top charming mm-hmm. and the love bombing and the ones that care so much about how they present themselves mm-hmm. and want everyone to like them, you got to watch out the for The ones those that people. buy $300 jeans, watch out for those guys. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that a true story? Yeah. <laughs> is that a trigger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, my man buys pants from Costco. Say, so I, I know that's going to say, there ain't nothing wrong with Kirkland. 
<laughs> I recently took my partner to Costco for the first time and maybe he'd been as like a kid with his parents but as an adult and my dad works at Costco so I have like family <laughs> membership and stuff it's like Disneyland oh yeah he literally was like this is so great we gotta do this more often oh my god as a parent I hate Costco now it ruined it for me I'm like oh, I gotta go every too much money yeah well I gotta buy diapers there well I used to yeah and now it's like I have to get these necessities so I have no choice but to go yeah it's not then, fun anymore yeah and I spend like four hundred dollars every time I go oh, yeah. yeah and you only have a few things yeah oh, but yeah. like it's in bulk yeah I'd like <laughs> 500 of one thing yeah some bullshit <laughs> yeah anyway, I love God. it I love Costco yeah it's great <laughs> I don't know how we went down that road <laughs> This is what happens. This is what happens. <laughs> so yeah, runaway bride though. Um, so how did you, how did you call those off? Like how did you go about? Because that had to have been like really hard. Oh, it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I just said no. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Um, no, definitely kidding, guys. It's not. It was not easy. I mean, at um, least you didn't like physically make it to the altar and then like book it oh no I can't imagine <sighs> I mean I, just I mean I the still Love wouldn't blind finale and I'm like man, don't ruin it for me I'm still getting <laughs> girl I only saw Kwame and uh Chelsea's I haven't seen the other ones so just you wait I'd, just oh. you wait <laughs> I have my thoughts on Kwame and Chelsea so same me too hello Portlanders <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like, pretty sure I've seen Kwame out before like his face is so familiar well he's a soccer player and I think he played for the Timbers Oh, really? Yeah, he's okay. from Portland. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I just, I just remember when they first, like, started introducing them in the pods, and I was like, I feel You're like, and I didn't realize they were Seattle, Portland-based people, mm-hmm. but I feel like, not that I know him, I just feel like I maybe saw him at, like, a club or a bar or something in downtown, because I think he lived in, like, downtown Portland. Yeah, he did. When they did his, yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen you before. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> famous, no, a famous person. No, just kidding. Um, so the first one, ooh, okay. So the first one, I... Um, we had just done our, uh, catering tasting session. So we had the people that we thought were going to cater our wedding or planning to cater our wedding. We had them do like an at home tasting to kind of, you know, give us a spread and sample. Mm -hmm. So it was a whole dinner and we had his parents there. My parents flew all the way down from Oregon to come for this. My mom and I did like cake tasting. And so we're kind of like doing some of these fun little details and making it like a fun weekend. Mm -hmm. And his sister was there, um, and I remember sitting down at the dining table and we're like, you know, eating this amazing mole sauce and because we we're going to have a full like authentic Mexican spread. And Ooh, delish. I remember just sitting there like eating the food. And then that morning earlier that day, I had gone to a cake shop and did some tastings with my mom and I. And I just remember feeling like I don't I feel like I should be a little bit more excited. Mm-hmm. And there was just something that wasn't there and I couldn't put my finger on it. But there just something was not what it was supposed to be. So that was kind of when I started going like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I fucked up. You know, and obviously this is, this is a buildup. It wasn't just like I woke up one day and he's not a good partner for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I'm but sure it was something like lingering since the engagement. I'm sure. Well, just and a it, voice and it that becomes, got louder and louder. Yeah. And it's feeling more real when you're like, my parents are here. We're doing wedding things. Oh, my God. This is real. Like, <laughs> this, I can't ignore it anymore. I can't delay. Um, so that was kind of a big wake up call. And then literally, so that same weekend, because my parents stayed with us. Um, the next morning I woke up and, um, my mom and I were up before my dad and, and my ex and we were downstairs in the kitchen having coffee. And I just like had this rush of rush of emotions had kind of been lingering on me from that night before feeling like something is not right. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know who to talk to about this because my partner at the time, like we did not have 
the type of healthy communication where I could have vocalized concerns. Like I'm not feeling right. Oh yeah. He would have Mm -hmm. just flipped out and like way overreacted. And so I just didn't feel comfortable talking to him about it. I didn't want to upset him. Um, And my mom looked at me and I remember just going like, Oh, how you doing today with everything? And I just like started tearing up a little bit. And I was like, mom, I don't know if I can do this. And she looked at me and this was like proud mom moment for her. She was like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And that's we a good just, mama. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we, I think we stepped outside and like talked privately and I didn't like disclose everything, but like her and my dad, a lot of people in my life were not a super big fan of him anyway. So I don't mm-hmm. think maybe it was as surprising that I wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, but that was the first time I'd vocalized it. And then they flew home. And then literally that afternoon, my, we go back, um, back home, my ex or partner at the time goes to take a nap and my girlfriend, Carly, who would have been probably my maid of honor, mm-hmm. she um, texted me, which is so funny. Sometimes when things happen, Kismet. it's like the timing. Yeah. <laughs> she texts me. She's like, hey, do you want to get a drink? I'd love to catch up and hear you're how like, you're. Fucking please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I met up with her at a, one of our neighborhood cocktail bars and I sat down and she was like, how are you doing? And it just like all came out. Like all this stuff I'd been bottling up for so long. And it's mm-hmm. almost like she knew. But she, I don't know how I she I feel like best know. friends know. Mm-hmm. She knew. <laughs> how did she know to they ask know. then? And I just literally, she's like, okay. And so I, I completely just like word vomit on her. I don't think I can do this. This doesn't feel right. I'm not happy. It's not sustainable. Like we're not good for each other, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, so you don't have to get married right now. Like we can just put things on pause and you can just like, you know, there's no rush. Like you can move your date out, like work through things. And I was like, nope, it's not, it's, it's done. And I'm one of those people that like, what do you make a cup of your mind? Yeah. And it takes me like, I'm such a deeply loyal person, Mm -hmm. but once I get to the point of like, someone's done me wrong, or I've realized that something's not healthy for me, I just kind of get to a point where I detach and then I just completely emotionally detach and I just have to create some space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to really push me to, to that point to get there. So it's not like I have like, Mm -hmm. it's a long fuse. So, and uh, then I remember I got home and I told my partner at the time that we, I, I thought we needed to maybe, cause I, even though I knew I wanted to end it and that it wasn't right, I didn't want to come on that strong and feel like impulsive with that decision. Yeah. So I wanted to soften it a little bit Slowly, for him. Slowly, gently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but this man did not take anything lightly. So oh boy. I tried to tell him like, Hey, I just, you know, I'm feeling a little like concerned. I think we have some things to work through. And I think I had been trying to, at the time had been trying for months to get him to go to therapy with me to talk about things. And it had kind of been like pulling teeth to get him to do that. And So I was like, I feel like we should really get some more therapy in and maybe we should just put a pause on this. And he just, I don't know if he could just read me or if he just didn't like that rejection, but he was just like, sounds like we're done then. And it was kind of one of those things where like (laughs) a few. So I went and moved in or not moved in, but I went and slept at my friend's house that night that had a spare bedroom. Um, And my birthday was the following week. And so my mom suggested to me that I get out of town and I went to, um, Hawaii. My grandparents live in Hawaii and I went there, flew myself by myself there to like, just kind of clear my head and get some space and like take myself away from my birthday. And, um, in the meantime, and mind you, we weren't broken up yet. This was kind of mm-hmm. like, I just need to clear my head and yeah, like, space. Talk when I get back. Yeah. Um, when I, he found out that I was in Hawaii, cause I don't think I told him cause I just kind of was like, I just, it's not his business and <laughs> I need some space. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> While I was gone in Hawaii for a week with my grandparents, he, I think had, he must've had someone helped him, but he had 
all of my stuff at our apartment that we lived in together. He pulled all of my clothes, my personal belongings, my dishes, everything, and put everything into my little Toyota Corolla car in our parking garage of our apartment building and stuffed it to the ceiling. Oh my front God. And back seat. So it was just, it looked like a homeless person's car, just like oh. living out of. So I came back to like, okay, I guess we're breaking up. And like he had exited and moved all my stuff out of our apartment together. Wow. Really mature. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how he reacted. Real love. <laughs> <laughs> Someone well, that you was supposedly loved enough to marry. Wow. Yeah. How well, rude. I guess it doesn't leave that much to think about after exactly. that. Exactly. He it made was like the a decision. temper tantrum. It yeah. was really like a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. So yeah. was he a very manipulative person or just one of those people too that's like, this is what it is and now I'm going to call it over and done? Or was he trying to like make you feel bad? Make you fight. Hmm. <sighs> I just think he was throwing a temper tantrum and was pouting. He mm. was a, he's a very, was, I shouldn't say, I don't know anymore because I haven't talked to him in a long time. <laughs> At but the time. Yeah. He just was very. Um, Dramatic. He, yeah. And he was t- very much like a mama's boy mm. and um, the kind of home he grew up in. So his mom's like full Italian and was very like, I don't know if you know anything about Italian. Yeah. They do the, your laundry for you. Oh yeah. Cook for so you. he was used to cut kinda, your meat for you. Yeah. So he no, just, no shade. But. Yeah. Yeah. But so I've seen was, Jersey shore. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only like reference. Totally. Yeah. Like they're your babies and they yeah. like, they kind of like Vinny's family. That's the only thing I know. Yeah. Vinny's family. Yeah. There you go. So it just, uh, he just was very immature and just very childish and mm. I don't think he was, I think he was just really upset and butthurt mm. and um, didn't really know how to like He probably was just wanted to hurt you back. Probably mm-hmm. because he was hurting too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, so that was that. So that one was, that wasn't quite as far into the engagement as the second one, right? Or was Correct. that one further? I mean, like time wise was about the same, but I feel mm-hmm. like we hadn't as, we hadn't locked as many vendors in. There wasn't mm-hmm. as much financial investment in it. Um, our wedding date was also a little further out. Oh, okay. So, but still had like the dress and the venue and the wedding planner fee and a couple other things. But uh, I don't think we'd sent the invites out yet. But the second one, yes. That's <laughs> nice. Oh, boy. <laughs> so the second <laughs> one, did you have to like reach out to people? And Well, the second one was right as the pandemic was hitting. Oh, so, so everyone was getting those like delays. <laughs> <laughs> I got a po- like a few postpone wedding yeah. things in the mail. I don't know what you call it, an uninvite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or did they still have their wedding, but they were just announcing yeah, that they were that postponing, they were postponing it. it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Then I got a couple of those. So. Yeah. So did you send them? No, because we broke up before that could happen. But <laughs> no, we, so we were, um, the original date was going to be in August of 2020. Yes, August of 2020, and things started going really south with our relationship that in that March, like right as the pandemic hit. And 2020 was just a shit year, man. I so know. like, red flag number one. Uh-huh. <laughs> seriously, seriously. So we, I'm trying to remember, yeah, we'd sent, and this was also, I mean, there was a bunch of other things that were going on that were massive red flags, but one thing that really irked me was as, I think we weren't good, him and I, we were still together, and I was trying to kind of work through this and stick through it. He was so insistent on us still having our wedding, even as we were getting into the summer and obviously the pandemic was getting worse and worse. And it was like, okay, this is continuing. Yeah. This is not just a short term thing. And everyone, I remember telling him like, everyone's postponing their wedding. This doesn't feel safe. We're going to have a lot of people that can't come. And his response was he didn't want to let our friends down and that everyone had been counting on this party. What? <laughs> huh? 
And it just, it felt like to me, and that's the kind of person he was. He was all about show. his image and his show. And mm. I'm like, we're not getting married to throw a party. We're getting married to celebrate our love. And you and I are not good right now. Yeah. So we're not fucking doing this. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't good. No. And it's a pandemic and most people wouldn't be able to come anyway. And so. So that, yeah. What kind of party would it be if most of the people invited can't go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, except for maybe his young friends who don't have pre-existing conditions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Or like the irresponsible ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind and I wanted to kind of not use it to our advantage, but kind of. I was kind of um, a little bit grateful that we had an excuse to delay it and not be to too, work on each other. Yeah. And yeah. not like have to, you know, yeah, answer, answer a lot of questions. Share our business. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was kind of relieved about that, but he just was so keen on it. Um, so we never actually sent out. I think we just maybe sent like an email out to everyone saying like, "Hey, we're, you know, for now postponing. We don't have a date, but we'll let you know." Um, and Go then, ahead and cancel those like plane tickets and yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, had a dress. I literally had the dress arrive to me in Austin in April and I tried the dress on and no one else had seen it before except for I think my best friend that went with me to try it on um, and still have it in a box so if anyone's looking to buy a dress yeah. <laughs> it's the like clothes dress grace loves lace and we'll the post a picture on our story <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful unworn it's funny because my sister i asked her to like post repost it on her story just uh-huh. to kind of um you know grow the awareness and she bless her heart she's just so supportive but she someone reached out to her on her facebook and inquired on it and of course naturally the gal's like oh why is she selling it and That's my kind sister of a weird question to ask. kind of <laughs> But her, my sister responds and goes, well, you know, she was dating a piece of shit, blah, 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 that she did on her. And I was like, That's I a good love sister. you. I know. I love you for supporting me. But also, like, don't, like, bash too much bad juju on the dress. No one's going to want to buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we can just keep that to ourselves. Maybe you should say, wear it and, like, throw a really cool party so that kind of like you erase all th- the bad juju. That's a good idea. You're like, I wore it to a party and now I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. A really expensive dress for a party. There yeah. you go. I mean, that's what a wedding dress is. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, yeah. So how did I'll that... i call that one off. Yeah. So how did that come about? Like, you were going in, like, how deep into the pandemic did this all start to slide downhill? And then what happened from there? Mm. (laughs) um so yeah so we well we were in san francisco at the time when it started the pandemic and then we relocated to austin because we had a a rental property in austin that we usually airbnb'd out and so we thought it would be nice to have some more space because we had a tiny little apartment in san francisco so we like moved out just for the pandemic days to this bigger house because we had just got a puppy and um yeah, things just started going south very quickly. Um, he was having an affair with a colleague. Um, I still Yikes. to this day do not know if it was physical, but it was definitely a deep, emotional, long, drawn out affair. It and was intentional. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. It and wasn't I don't, like a oops, I'm sorry. I oh a no, little no, bit. no, 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 <laughs> no. He was, um, yeah, he was having like I found. Um, do you guys know what Slack is? The, it's like yeah. the instant messenger mm-hmm. for oh, work. Okay, yes. Um, I uh, I think some people use Microsoft Teams. I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. But I had found uh, Slack messages between him and his boss's executive assistant, mm-hmm. who um, he lied to me several times about who it was. But he was DMing photos of himself and receiving photos from. I don't know if it was just her. There might have been other people because mm-hmm. I think this is. I've I found out after the fact. This is not the first time he's done this with partners. So I think there's kind of a trend here. Yep. Um, Usually there is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he. Yeah. He full on had like. I mean he. <laughs> 
yeah, he was hiding a lot of stuff in his phone. I, I, I don't even know where to begin to start to like say what happened there, but um, it was a full on emotional affair for at least five months, probably longer before that. Um, and he had several other colleagues that over the course of our relationship that I had felt kind of uh, weird things about because I had seen his just comments he had made to other people about women that he worked with that were overly sexual and mm, things like that. Yucky. You know? Yeah, so really just, yucky. But he, he always came off as this very like proper gentleman guy. And so it was, it was really hard to believe that. He's like a politician. Was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he? No, no, works in sales. Because he sounds like one. <laughs> sales, same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're selling something. <laughs> Yeah. So, and it went on for a long time. And like the hardest part, I mean, I think the part that it was for me that I started to realize that like, I thought I was literally going insane was he stopped wanting to be intimate with me. Mm. And, you know, it's one thing to, you know, all couples go through dry spells or mm-hmm. times when they're not feeling intimate with each other and that's mm-hmm. fine. That's healthy. But, um, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and turns into months and months of like him turning me down mm. and me actively trying to like figure out what's going on. I want to reconnect um, but then, um, you know, walking in on him, um, taking care of himself, ah. and, um, and knowing then later on that he was, um, looking at photos that other <gasps> women had sent him to do that, but then he didn't, nerve. Have, he didn't want to have sex with his own fiance. Aww. Like that shit really, really got to me. Yeah. That'll yeah. mess with you. Yeah. That'll f- oh, yeah. That'd fuck me up, man. For mm-hmm. a long time. So <sighs> after that relationship ended, I went a little like rebound crazy and was just kind of like dating, <laughs> like cra- not dating, dating, but like out there just like craving mm-hmm. to feel desired because yeah. I felt not desired for so long. And yeah. I just mm-hmm. wanted to feel like, like rejected. Yeah. Makes you want validation. Yeah. yeah. Just to remind myself like, Oh, I, I'm, I'm I cute. still got, I it. got it. Like this guy's <laughs> fucking stupid. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that was. went on. Oh yeah, for sure. So that went on for quite a while. Um, but it's hilarious because he, so I met him through, he actually dated one of my, roommates and good friends in college so Mm -hmm. they were a couple like way back in our college years and he always was flirtatious with me when he was with her Mm -hmm. but at the time I kind of chalked it up for like that just him just being like a friendly flirty guy but looking back now I'm like that was definitely like red flag number one Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. for sure Um, isn't it funny how they pop up like in (laughs) hindsight Oh yeah, like, for oh, sure. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just a weird quirk. Yeah, that was that <laughs> yeah. was a fucking beaming red flag. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he was previously married before me, and oh. he, I've kind of befriended and made friends with his ex-wife, and her and I have exchanged stories, and I hope one day I can have her on the podcast. Oh, that'd be sweet. That would be juicy mm. because she, he definitely pulled the same shit with her. Um, they always do. It's like, why, why are you, why do you continue proposing? <laughs> to people you're not ready you don't want it yeah, yeah. what are you doing and cheating and doing <laughs> sketchy things yeah and it's I, okay to just you know not be monogamous yeah just don't be in a committed relationship if you don't want to commit exactly yeah, yeah. but the, sure i mean the love bombing though and the gaslighting is mm-hmm. another that's a narcissist yeah. oh yeah and a manipulator yeah oh my gosh yucky oh yeah yeah <laughs> but i i just had never been with anyone before that was so consumed with how they were presented to the world and Mm -hmm. how they had to always come off as like the most successful and the most like well-traveled and making the most money. Like every time I would go to his parents, kid you not, every time we'd go to his parents' house for dinner, like once every couple months, his mom would make a point to ask, oh, so-and-so, like what what are you, what are you going to bring in this year? Like asking about his total comp. Mm, That's a weird question. And every time he would say, and he worked in tech and was at a Uh pre-IPO company. So there was a lot of like, you know, he had stock and all this stuff. And so he was making like really good money for himself. Mm -hmm. And 
his, her son would answer. And I remember several times his mom like turning to me and just being like, isn't that just so impressive? Aren't you just so proud of your honey? You're like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I just want him to treat me nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just want him to, mm, I don't know, not change. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Love me. Yeah. All of that stuff. And even going through like, you know, even finding all the evidence that I finally found of his affair, I sent a couple screenshots of the conversation of the affair between him and this other gal to his parents because it was one of those things where they just were going to have his back no matter Mm. what. And I kind of just wanted to go, you know, I'm walking away from this, but I just want you guys to see what your son's capable of because Mm -hmm. I don't think he's being honest with you about his side of the story. Mm -hmm. So maybe you guys can help support him becoming a better man. Yeah. (laughs) So I sent a couple (laughs) screenshots to them and I remember his mom reaching out to me a few times after we had just broken up, um, trying to convince me that, you know, it's the pandemic and everyone goes through things and Please. the pandemic just- caused him to have an affair. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like he got the gaslighting. It runs in the family. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the manipulating that yeah. came from somewhere. And then when we broke up, that wasn't the end of it. Like he it turned into a whole stalking situation. I went Ooh, to court. Oh, yeah, I had to get a. um well, I didn't have to, but I, I tried to get a, res- um, not a restraining order. It's called a protective, protective order. Protective order, yeah. Because um, technically, I guess, at least in Texas, restraining orders are usually more around, like, physical abuse. Mm-hmm. And that hadn't happened with us, but it was becoming Dangerous. very concerning. Like, yeah. he was showing up at my new place of residence unannounced in the middle of the night down the back alley. So I, like, Ooh. lived in a little cottage that was kind of down, like, an alleyway. Because it was one of those double lots where there's, like, houses behind the main house. Mm-hmm. And he was showing up, leaving things at my door, emailing me, like sending me he was coming up with fake Instagram accounts to try to add me and stalk me and see where I was it was getting like very concerning to the point where my both my parents were like you gotta this is getting really all he had to do was be a decent human in the first place and he he wouldn't have have to do all that work but you try to break up with a narcissist (laughs) and they're gonna put yeah that's true Mm -hmm. they sure fucking will (laughs) yeah so been there yeah so that one was I mean that one was called off because of uncovering all so would that. you say that that was an <laughs> easier break because like it kind of broke itself, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was for sure more of a progressed wedding planning, yeah, like process. But it's in but terms of ending the decision and ending the wedding, yeah. Because yeah. the first one it was more like I still cared for that person, yeah. and they they hadn't done anything wrong. I mean, yes, they were kind of a shitty boyfriend, but it wasn't like there was any just cheating wasn't or the right one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that yeah. one was definitely harder. It definitely helps when they do something wrong and then you can be like, I'm leaving. This is why. Yeah, exactly. You know, and not feel bad for them. Like, mm-hmm. otherwise, like, yeah, you do care about that person and you don't want them to feel bad, but. Mm-hmm. But you know it's just not right for you. Yeah. 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 Totally. Kudos on you for, like, when you knew it wasn't right, following through with your gut. Oh. Yeah. I knew, and it's one of those things where I don't know if you guys have had an experience like this, where when you, when you mentioned your stomach problems, uh-huh. like I knew for so long that he was doing something really bad, mm-hmm. but for my peace of mind, I needed proof mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. was going to take that shit to the grave. So yeah. I knew I had to fucking find it myself yeah. and it took months of me investigating in my mm-hmm. own ways and trying to kind of test him to find out what was going on yeah um but you knew and you're good and you listened to it Uh and I wanted to walk away sooner and sometimes I wish I would have but I think I still you just needed a reason I just needed that closure for myself Mm -hmm. you know yeah I had that same kind of experience with um a guy that I dated in college and I had that like bad feeling all the time that something just wasn't right and at the time Chris we've talked about this before like Chris and I used to do photography a lot and I had um, a 
friend who I went to high school with come model for me and she showed up to to my house and she saw him on my background on my computer on my screensaver and she goes oh hey I know that guy that's my friend's boyfriend a pardon and, me yeah and I'm like <laughs> uh really so that's how I found out that the guy who gave me my tummy problems uh <laughs> was the model that came to be in your shoot uh-huh. yeah just happened to know someone that was dating him yeah oh isn't that crazy mm-hmm. was it was he there at the time no when he, no but I called do? him and I was I was like, excuse me one second. I go to another room. I call him. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is over. And like, it was, we had like, try. I tried to break up with him like a few times, but he was a real manipulator. He was good. Yeah. This is the guy that was also like really into how he looked and buying Mm. diesel jeans all the time and stuff like that. And, um, and it was at that point, like, where I was able to turn off my feelings for him and not have to worry about how he felt and just mm-hmm. be like, this is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and the things that he did to manipulate and gaslight you. Yeah. He, I was the a mind I was a bad influence. So I was not allowed to hang out with her. Yeah. So he cut <laughs> oh, out the people in my yeah. life who. That isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just had someone on a couple of weeks ago, um, my friend Miriam, and she it's the same fucking shit. They isolate mm-hmm. you. And it's so, they do it in ways that are sometimes obvious, but sometimes so subtle. Mm-hmm. And I look mm-hmm. back now and I'm like, oh my God, like that was kind of a, over a slow burn over several months of me thinking that I was no longer compatible with this friend anymore. When it mm-hmm. was really, he was disapproving of them mm-hmm. for his and own making reasons. it seem incompatible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like that person wasn't a good friend for me or they weren't good enough for me or whatever. Yeah. It's like oh. they're magicians with the brain. I know. Yeah. It's exhausting. I think about <laughs> the psychology of it. And I've listened to so many interviews with people that like professional psychologists like specialize in narcissism. And I just am like blown away by the mental capacity that these people have to be able to carry on throughout their life and and do this all like, the time. You, it's just exhausting. Aren't you tired? Yeah. I'm like, I'm tired for you. <laughs> I can't like, I can't hold a life for the life of me. Yeah. Let alone Don't play tell that me many games surprise. with all the people. It's like, we're just a chess game and they're just yeah, like playing the game. And then as soon as they're like done with you, then they just like start all fresh and have new like players and they just keep it going until yeah. they die. <laughs> aren't, aren't you tired? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, they do that thing too where it's like they don't trust you yeah. or what they're doing, but they're the ones that are being untrustworthy. And so you like try to earn their trust by also further isolating yourself and not going doing fun things. Mm-hmm. And then you look back afterwards and you're like, okay, I missed out on so much and like so much time with my friend and so mm-hmm. many like different things I could have gone to For do. Yourself. Yeah, the yeah. college. Like I feel like I missed my whole college experience. <gasps> yeah, I invited you, know? you to Me so too. many parties. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. Oh my God. But like little did I know it was, I almost said his name. It was him saying, <laughs> you can't go. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to make it through that friendship and, st- and it didn't wedge yeah. enough where you, you Yeah, know, fuck that guy. That's great. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had, a, I had one in college too. And he was, I mean, he was just fucking psychopath. He pretended to be suicidal to guilt me and disdain. Oh him. my gosh. Like we're talking real. Oh my God. Yeah. But same with you. I, 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 my, I, my first three years of college, I was with him and it was kind of a long distance relationship. And I look back and I'm like that. I don't like to have regrets in life, but I really feel like my years of college were stolen from me mm-hmm. because I was in that relationship because yep. he was against partying and drinking and by no means was like a, I a rager, but I just felt like I couldn't even go out and do the normal college partying yeah, without him like, like a coming blowing me up. Yeah. Everyone else is, I mean, that's everyone just else being is social that. when you're in college. Exactly. Right? So, but yeah. he wanted to control me and he would blow my, my phone and tell me that it was uncomfortable to him, that I was out and there was men around and how did he know like what these men were doing? And I'm like, if you don't trust me, then like, we, what are we doing what, here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh God. But then when they start acting crazy, like they're going to hurt themselves. And when you're at the time I was 18, 19 years old, I didn't have the emotional maturity to know how to respond to that. Mm -hmm. You know? So I'm like, yeah. oh no, please don't, please don't hurt yourself. I guess we'll stay together. We'll make this work. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Worst decision ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's manipulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to seem like we're guy bashing because girls do this too. Oh, oh totally. Yes, they no, do. totally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Some just crazy people in general in the just world. Just humans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Manipulators yes. and gaslighters. We're just examples of women that have had these experiences with men yes <laughs> i do know i have had a couple guy friends over the years explain similar behaviors with um female partners i've had so mm -hmm. i've acted crazy in some relationships i'm not proud of it but yeah. like for me it's <laughs> like why would you want to manipulate someone into like being someone they're not or staying in a relationship with you when it's like just like be your best self and attract someone who mm -hmm. like is going to like make your life better and more, you know, enjoyable and mm -hmm. just enjoy together. I just don't, I don't understand it. Why do you yeah. want to work so hard to have the wrong person? Yeah. Like just be, find who you are and you'll find your person. Yeah. Well, and if you're not looking for like your person, just like enjoy life and meet people. And like, it doesn't have to yeah. be one committed person. Like there's yeah. all sorts of like arrangements out there and lots of single people who mm -hmm. don't want to be in committed relationships so well yeah, like with yeah, you I just don't get it you found yourself mm -hmm. and then with you finding yourself you found your partner now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was just gonna say I think it really is because those people are not good with themselves mm -hmm. because why else would you do that? Yeah. When you're a confident, comfortable person in your own skin, you're not trying to make other people miserable and bring people down with you. Yeah. yeah. You're going to don't do that. You're going to attract someone who's confident yeah. with themselves as well. Totally. Yeah. And that's definitely, that was crucial for me. And I, I'm always like fascinated by people that have maybe been in relationships since they were really young and they're still together and they're thriving and they could grow together. I'm so fascinated by that mm -hmm. because I, for me, really needed to just Grow. No relationship, Kristen. <laughs> Me too. I went from like relationship to relationship, not intentionally. I'm mm -hmm. not like a, I mean, I, I do like being in a relationship, but I'm not like, I don't feel like I need to be with someone, but I just kind of, you know, met someone after the next person. And I realized like, I can't, I kept finding myself like being like a chameleon with the partners I was with. And I realized like going from a very conservative, um, religious kind of controlling environment in my upbringing as a child to then straight into like really intense, serious relationships. I didn't have an opportunity to figure out who I was mm -hmm. and think yeah. for myself. And like, what do I like to do for fun? What kind of people do I want to have in my life? I was just kind of taking on the worlds of my partners and they were not healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. Would you say that like finding yourself did help you find your person? Oh yeah. yeah, a million What's percent. It? Alex, right? Alex. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's absolutely wonderful. And it's like the healthiest relationship. And I think he, he would definitely say the same that we've both had. And so. you can feel the difference between the the other twos and oh my other gosh. twos, the other two. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, night and day, night and day. Yeah. I mean, even like when he proposed and he knew that. So when he proposed in December, I lead, and we'd had a lot of open conversations about this, mm -hmm. about like he knew my past and um, he knew that I, I don't want to say I'm not anti-marriage, but I just had given my experiences and I've come from a long line of divorce in my family. I just kind of have a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth personally you had your about walls it. up. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just didn't see a point to it. Um, I don't, and I told him, I was like, you know, I'm, I don't think it's a reflection of our commitment. And he'd kind of warmed me up to the idea of like, you know, would you be, would you want a ring one day? Or is that something you wouldn't want? And just as a symbol of like our love and relationship. And I said, yeah, I'm totally down. I just don't want it to, I, I can't promise you that I'm willing to, get legally married, but I'm all for like commitment, um, obviously. And so when he proposed, he's so sweet. He made a point to say that when he proposed 
um, when we were at Trillium Lake. We were like hiking around snowshoeing. That's, that's so where funny. That's engaged. where I got engaged. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh god. My god. Yeah. When? It was October. October. October 9th. <laughs> Okay, we need to get our honeys together. Yes, we need we to do, do like a triple date or something. <laughs> this is hilarious. That's so funny. Wow, and I had never been there. That was my first time. Us, well, we we scouted it. Okay, because okay. yes. we were doing a photo shoot. Okay, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, That's how so weird. Funny. <laughs> That's so funny. But when he proposed, he made a point to say, you know, I just I want to love you forever if you'll let me. Or, or no, he said, I want I want. Will you let me love you for as long as? I'm not going to cry. You know, it was one of those. <laughs> as I, long I, as I you want me to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I put I'm sorry. <laughs> um, as long as you'll let me. I just want to love you as long as you'll let me is how oh, he said it. That's and, so it was, and it was so like not a pressure thing because like the guy I dated in college, he had given me a promise ring when I was 19 <laughs> and it looked like a little engagement ring. And I remember feeling so ick about it because I just felt like the way he was naturally being a controlling person, mm -hmm. it felt like a sign of possession. Like he was yeah. trying to and he would claim pop, you. Yeah. And he would pop in and visit me in my college town. Make sure you're wearing it. And I would not have it on because I didn't it. like wearing it, to be honest. It felt weird. I'm like, I'm 18. I don't want to be looking like I'm married yet. I'm yeah. like at a state school. I'm trying to find myself. Like, yeah. and it just always felt that way. And he's made a point to tell me like, He's, I mean, there's days that I'll not wear it because I maybe, you know, don't feel like having rings on my finger and he's never once looked at me or given me shit about it. And I just, it's just so healthy. It's not a sign of possession. He's like, wear it when you want it to wear it and don't wear it when you don't want to wear it. Like, it's not a sign of, you know. Cause uh, he's sure of himself yes. and he's sure of you and sure of your love. That's mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. That is sweet. super sweet. <laughs> yeah. And he, and it's funny cause when he, uh, um, when he proposed and I was telling my sister about this, I had this moment when he proposed, it hit me that you know he's never been engaged before mm -hmm. and i have kind of my feelings or had my feelings about like the word fiance and getting married legally and kind of whether or not i wanted to have a wedding and it hit me when he was proposing and being so thoughtful and so sensitive to my traumas and experiences it hit me that like i didn't want to like keep him from experiencing that excitement because there is so much excitement yeah. that comes from like it's awesome for fiancés you yeah. know and so i didn't want to like have my bad experiences be pushed and projected on him. And so he asked me after he proposed, he was like, okay, or no, I think after he proposed, then I was all like screaming at the top of my lungs and said like, we're engaged. And his face just lit up. He was Aww. like, oh, we could say that. Can I say that word? Aww. Like he was just so thoughtful about it. I was like, yes. And so it just hit me. I was like, we're fiancés. Like, let's just, you <laughs> we're know. We're fiancés. Yeah. That's so, so sweet. Because I don't, sweet. I want him to have all the feels. Too, yeah. You know. <laughs> so are you going to have a traditional wedding this time? Nope. <laughs> Good I forgot I wanted to ask her that. Yeah. No. And that's, it's funny because I was thinking about what we could talk about. And that was one thing I wanted to share is like how much my vision of a ideal wedding or celebration has changed with each partner. Mm -hmm. And so going from the first one was going to be eh, half indoor, half outdoor, but like, you know, pretty like full on, probably 130 to 150 people mm -hmm. kind of, you know, the whole works. Um, we had a wedding planner, everything. The second one didn't have a wedding planner, but it was going to be even bigger and more people because this was the guy that big was like old all show. about himself, yeah. you know? So yep. it was going to be like Mr. Big Pockets. 250 people. Oh, <laughs> Big Pockets. Yeah. And I remember like in the beginning, I remember telling him like, I know these things can add up really quickly. I've planned one wedding before. They <laughs> <laughs> um, sure fucking do. <laughs> oh my God. And I remember telling him like, I really just want to try to keep it under like 15K. Yeah, very quickly became like 30K, 40K, 50K. Before I knew it, it's like there's, yeah. we were going to be like, it was going to be like a $60,000 wedding. Mm -hmm. And 
it just, it, it's just crazy. And I, and everything was so over the top and just, that's just how he was. Everything had to be the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Well, he sounds like the type who wanted to keep his suit under 15 K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It costs more than the wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to it's make sure day. just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but now we've actually, um, we've decided on having a separate friend and family event. Mm-hmm. So we want to have a small intimate, and I haven't locked the details in yet, but we want to have a very small kind of intimate, simple family wedding where we'll have our parents and siblings and maybe some cousins and kind of just close family members. And I imagine it being something more like a call, like a nice dinner and maybe like an exchange of words, but not like, I don't even know if it'll be a full ceremony per se. I don't know if we're going to do a walk down the aisle thing or not. We haven't decided that yet, but just something really small and intimate to kind of appease our family and, and bring the family together. Mm-hmm. But then we're just like, big hosters and we love to put on a party and our friends are everything to us. So we're going to have a, um, our plan right now is, and we're hopefully booking it in a couple weeks. We're going to, I have a house I found in Mexico that's like overlooking the water and it's a huge house that sleeps like 35 people and we're going to cap it at 30 and we're going to have all of our closest friends only and not even plus ones. Like we're not even inviting plus ones unless we're close with their plus one mm-hmm. too. Just our best, best friends. We're going to have everyone come together for a long weekend and just have a big party. That's big old so rage. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. yeah. That sounds dope. Some of our best friends are in a band and they're going to come down <gasps> and play one night oh for us. So we'll have like live music. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That'd yeah. be so fun. In Mexico? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. Because we were originally going to do it here, but as we started adding the cost up, the house that I had found that I really liked in Oregon also on the coast before like food and anything else just the house rental the airbnb was going to be like upward of 15k yep and i'm (laughs) I'm gonna spend less than that to have the entire house and have food and have a chef and have staff and like cleaning service every day like the whole shebang that's amazing for like 12k yeah i feel like going abroad is probably like destination weddings is the way to go if you want to keep it cheap because not not everyone and their mother can come. <laughs> and then you then you kind of weed out the people. Exactly, and the think, like maybes. Yeah. Because the people who really, really want to be there are going to be there. Totally. And I think originally we were hesitant on abroad because we felt like, oh, that's going to make it more expensive. But like he's from Charleston, South Carolina. And so I most love of Charleston. So cute. Isn't that where you had your honeymoon? Uh, no. We went to Nashville oh, for our honeymoon, right. but we went to Charleston the year before we got married. It's and beautiful. Yeah, we are obsessed. Yeah, I just went for the first time in October, and it's uh, that's it's a good time charming. to go to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Going in June. You're going Ooh. in June. It's going to be hot and muggy. Yeah. I know. I know. That's what I'm like, I know. Oh, no. When we went, we went in October also, and it was like 75. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna die. Sorry, I just bring up bring a little like hand fan or like a thing. Um, but yeah, all, I mean, most majority of his friends are traveling from the east coast anyway yeah Mm -hmm. and then i have friends kind of all over oregon california arizona and the east coast so it's like most people are gonna have to fly anyway and Mm -hmm. it's not really that much more expensive to fly to mexico from these places than it is to portland so exactly yeah here we go and And like who doesn't want to go to mexico yeah that sounds fucking awesome yeah (laughs) so that's what we're planning for next summer oh or next late spring fun yeah i love that well and so you have like when you guys got engaged in November? December. December. December 15th. Yeah, so that's like a longer engagement so. too. So that's <laughs> nice and like less pressure. Yes. And we so. and we we had kind of this, I kind of got this rush after we got engaged that I kind of was like, I don't want to wait that long to have a party. <laughs> but we have my good friends getting married this summer. And then he has his good friend getting married in the fall. 
in the on the East Coast, and then his cousin or his niece is getting married in the fall as well. Mm. So we already had Lots three weddings. weddings. So I'm like, perfect. So you'll get the get fun party suits. out of your yeah. system, and it'll be on someone else's dime. Yeah. <laughs> and we decided to like buy a house instead. So that's what we're doing yeah. right now. Like, we congrats. just closed on a house last week. So. Oh, you congratulations. did? Oh my God, well, congrats. it's the house that we live in that you came to. That was a great house. Yeah. <laughs> so he had um, he had actually bought that house with his ex. Oh. And he didn't tell me that part. He told me roommate. <laughs> Oh, his roommate? Then yeah. he bought it with his roommate? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, ex-roommate. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The things we tell ourselves. It's <laughs> just I a mean, roommate. in a way, roommate, sure. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't care I'm sharing this. Oh. No, he's pretty open. But no, he and his partner had bought it like five, six years ago and, you know, kind of came time to figure out how to separate. separate. Mm-hmm. And so we originally were looking to buy a house, him and I, like a different house and move into it. And it just didn't, that didn't end up working out because they had to agree on the situation um, and she didn't want to move into the house and didn't want to buy it and so we're like cool well we'll buy we'll it. Take it and the only way to do it was for like me to come in as a third party and buy the house from them in a private sale so it's kind of this weird situation oh, that is weird not, mm-hmm. not not the experience I thought I'd have as a first time homeowner, <laughs> homeowner but, but it's a great house yeah and your pot studios in it too so. yes perfect it is it is and we've got like chickens in the back and a garden and Aww. a hot tub adorable and... dogs yeah oh did you meet the dogs I saw them oh they're the best she's got like a mini golden retriever right mm-hmm. so fucking oh, cute, cute. it's like a retriever, permanent puppy mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah she's like 35 pounds Cute. Yeah, she's a big, she's adorable. <laughs> and then um, Ollie is a Sheltie, oh my ten God. year old Sheltie. So they were both very hyped. She has dogs. I want a dog. Okay, I have Someday. one dog. Oh yeah, one dog. I have a horse. Yeah, oh. he's a big fucking dog. Uh-huh. Oh, he's, a, yeah, he's a big fucking dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. we made it to it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we um, let's give, where can people find you? <gasps> oh, thank you. Um, okay. Third time's me. I'm on all the listening platforms. Is Spotify your guys' like? We kind of actually made it to, we're on all of them now, right? We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, even cool. though it destroyed my computer to get oh on there. God. But we did it. There's so many platforms out there. I, yeah. It's insane. There's a bunch of like small ones that I don't think a There's lot of like people There's like Stitcher even, and mm-hmm. some of those too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere, hopefully. Google has podcasts? I didn't even yeah, know that. I know. Oh, I know. Shit. My hosting platform like just has a list of like directories. And so I just went on and was like, Give integrate with all of them. Yeah. As much visibility. Um, so I'm on all the things, third times me, spelt out. And I'm on Instagram at Chris Zervis, K-R-I-S-Z, as in zebra, E-R-V-A-S. <laughs> um, so yeah, follow me, add me. I'm actually working on getting a newsletter together soon, Ooh. email newsletter. Um, Subscribe so. to that so you can find out about the retreat later. Hell yeah. Yes. That sounds fun. And we're in the just idea phase. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling inspired. So <laughs> yeah, but, um, and then we're going to take a quick break and yeah. we'll record another little set. And then you guys should definitely come to my show and check out this next recording absolutely where I ask questions to both of you (laughs) and to our listeners you can email us with your wedding nightmares questions (laughs) please do do whatever you want we just want to hear from you uh follow us (laughs) yes spill all that tea yes follow us on instagram at wedding tea podcast and oh our email address is hello at wedding tea podcast.com and you find us online at that same address oh yeah same address what else? Uh, this has been produced and recorded by Ashley Hunt, Kristen Pierce, and our guest. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> we fuck up on the ending every, every time. time. Every you time. did too good. Y'all now I gotta really I'm fuck sorry. it up. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Our music is produced and performed by Mitch and the Melody Makers, a local Portland band. That's where I was going. You're welcome. I got you. All right. Bye. Bye.